Welcome to the Barbells and Briefcases podcast. My name is John Miller. Sitting next to me, Nick Saka, and we have a special guest today, Marcus Miller. Marcus. Well, today we're going to talk social media because we have uh, somebody that's very savvy in that subject here in the building. Super excited to hear his story, um, hear the value he's been adding. He's, he helps business owners all over Vegas uh, grow their influence, grow their social media. He's known as a brand strategist uh, here with us, and uh, so that's what we're going to talk about. We'll go right into it. What episode are we, by the way? Uh, 14. 14? 14? Is it 14? Yeah, 14 or 15. 14 or 15. <laughs> well, so this is our uh, second second guest uh ever on the podcast so we're super excited to have him marcus tell us a little bit about yourself um and your story um my name is marcus miller i'm a single parent single my mother was a single parent of five kids i'm coming from kansas city missouri i've been in uh, las vegas for roughly 15 years so i think that technically makes me a native close yeah, enough yeah Just close enough i think it's here. like i think about the 10 10 year mark yeah, you get you yeah. get it Adopted into the the club. Are you gonna Almost. be a Raider fan? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah you're local <laughs> then. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Oakland's gonna be upset about it, but I mean, right. Um, <laughs> so with that, I um, started on social media. I started pretty much like everybody else, pretty much just um, tracking your progress, sharing friends and family <laughs> photos and things like that. But um, um, I was on vacation. I think it was in 2012, 2013. I just got married, and um. um they took a picture of me and my wife, and I, I looked at the picture when we got back home, and I didn't recognize the person in it. I was like, okay, I see my wife, but who's that fat? <laughs> oh, who's that shit. fat suck right there? Right there, like, <laughs> I don't recognize this guy, because, I mean, like, in the mirror, you look, you be like, you know, you got your angles, you know, you're like, okay, oh, yeah. I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool right here, right there, but um, once somebody else takes it, and they're not going off of your angles, then it's like, okay. Yeah, I need to hit you. (laughs) Yeah, it hits you a little harder. Like you know what I'm saying. So he's like, "Oh, okay, let me do something." So I started on social um, when I started tracking my fitness progress. You know, um, I was like, "Okay, um, my steps, what I ate, things like that." But um, after a while, I discovered that what do I what do I want to do? I have a choice. Either a, I can be go the fitness competition route, which a lot of people that starts and goes that route. Right. Or you can go the route of trying to get some notoriety with not only what you do, but you as an entity or a brand or a public figure yourself. Because a lot of people are using social media to leverage themselves into an identity, into a career, because it has that kind of leveraging ability right. where where MySpace didn't have that kind of leveraging ability. MySpace had really cool pages that you could decorate. Yeah, yeah. You can do, you know, you could trick it out. You got the music playing when people right. come on. As soon as you went to the page and the music started, yeah, MySpace yeah. But uh, as far as like adding the business element to social, Facebook just kind of took that over. So with that, I wanted to try to leverage it to kind of see where I can go with it business-wise. So when I made that decision, um, I didn't no longer just track my progress. I had to figure out what it took in order for me to um, get ahead. Because if you look on social, like if you go to like the search option, the browser option, it's people doing amazing stuff. All day long, like endless videos of right. one or one hand push ups, or flips over cars, or kids doing like a, a hundred muscle ups. Like, you right. got amazing stuff, and it's just like keep going and keep going. So, I looked on social and I started discovering that 
some of this stuff is not making sense. Because I get one guy that's flipping over cars and doing like 100 muscle ups, and you got a, one chick fresh out of high school, like just flicking her hair back and forth, putting on lip gloss, getting like a thousand views. Meanwhile, the guy <laughs> flipping over a car got like a hundred. I was like, okay, something is <laughs> right, <laughs> something right. is something, off about this. Not right. right, right. So when I discovered that, I started investigating to figure out, okay, what are methods that other people are using? What methods can I use in order to get my uh, content ahead? And that's when I fell into this whole brand strategy or social media marketing category of it. Because a lot of people put out good content, but like I started when I was just tracking my progress, is if I put out good stuff that people can identify with, then they'll want to follow me. They'll right. they'll want to you know create a community with me. But it's just not that case. It, it quality is part of it, but it's not going to be the determining factor of someone following you to the point that you can build a following off of. Right. So if they have a comparison between you doing something quality and a person sitting there with a busted Nokia camera filming what they did at McDonald's, they're probably going to go with the most quality and something that they can resonate with, something more uh, genuine than this guy is doing some old silly random stuff. But that alone, you have to get people to see that in order for you to even have a shot of someone checking you out further. So with social, everything is based around attention. You got to figure out how to get the attention. Now, if you got good product, good videos, good stuff people can resonate with, you'll keep the attention. But the objective is you got to get it because you can, you can make 4K videos. You can get a drone and fly over the ocean and St. Lucia's and St. Martin. But if you can't get that in front of the right people that can see that and admire that or enjoy that content, then it's, it's all for vain. Yeah. It's all in vain. Right. So, what, so that's where you come in, basically. Right. I give people because... As I start, I think digging, a, lot of, a lot of people make that mistake where they're like, oh, "I'm gonna buy like this, all the artillery, all the tech, yeah, and I meet I'm with a lot, up. and I meet with a lot of people, um, but they're 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 outside looking in because the industry itself, behind the scenes, it's it's light years from what you see on on the front end. So, just for example, like you you look at your scandal episode or your Game of Thrones, and you see that you be like, "Oh man, that's that's good." They got the acting, they got the music, they got the right everything. But you don't see the behind the scenes where actor call off or they had production issues. You don't see all that mess going on back there. But you just admire the finished product. So that's kind of how social is because there's a lot of inner workings from behind the scenes that if you're not in the club, you don't know. And you don't know that you don't know. Like I can I can dissect any major profile and dissect exactly how much their actual following is because follows you can fake, likes you can fake, follows you can fake, all of this you can fake. But when it comes down to you turning that into customers, turning it into leads, now we're an entirely different ball game. So for example, um, you you wonder why somebody that has um like two million followers, they be like, ah oh, man, they got. Crazy views, crazy everything. If you, if they just sell, I don't know, a T-shirt, they should be a sellout. Them joints, one hundred percent sellout. And by them selling out, and only like fifty percent buy it, they'll be more than well off. The reason why they don't do that because they can't do that. Because a lot of these people, like your your viral comedians. Your um, your your viral personalities, 
what they do is to try to monetize is they'll try to take the sponsor route where they'll say, hey, um, they'll convince a company with these fake numbers and they'll say, hey, um, I can advertise for you and check out this supplement or check out this tea. Like that's what you see for people advertising on Instagram because they can't do it themselves because they know it's fraudulent. Actually, half of that, half of the people are not even switched to a business account. And if you're not switched to a business, I don't even respect your numbers at all. Because if you switch to a business with those kind of numbers, Instagram's going to go through and actually cut through and tell you exactly what your numbers is. Because if you're a local company, you try to get local business, you give this person with 2 million followers, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to get some kind of leads, I'm going to get some kind of interest. But if it's not switched to business, you don't know what the location of the percentage of audience is. They're not trying to figure it out. The, the people, the Instagram influencers themselves, they're not trying to figure it out because they already know. But if the the company that is hiring these people actually have them switch over or to start looking at those numbers, it won't add up because they'll see half of them is in the Philippines, the other half is in Afghanistan, <laughs> the other half is over here, and you have zero audience in the U.S. Right. So I kind of come in between... Small businesses, uh, personalities, therefore I can give them the real version of what is not readily available. Um, because the Fortune 500s, they know. And they got those people under lock and key. They pay them top dollars for agencies to do all that for them. Your celebrities, they have social media managers. That's a six-figure salary for just somebody to manage their salary. That's it. And they hire them to deal with the tricks of the trade, what I'm talking about. Because there's three there are three categories of, so, of making a dynamic social media platform. One is knowing what to say. How, what your voice is going to be. What you want to talk about. Your different niches. Two or three niches, whatever you want to be. After you figure out what you want to say, you go to the second category, which is content. Okay, what's your content look like? How What does your voice on content look like? What kind of videos are you going to shoot? Just you talking, you with people, you just showing your life. Like, what is that your topics translate to video and then images and then how frequently you want to set the tone for that rolling out once a week, once every two weeks. You want to set a tone that works with your lifestyle. If you setting it every day and you know damn well you're not going to, with your lifestyle, you ain't going to do it every day. It ain't gonna, it's not even feasible. Right. Then you don't set that tone. You set it for what's reasonable because consistency is matter. When somebody tunes in for their scandal episode, they don't care if they have production issues or none of that. All they care is they, they want the same quality that they're expecting, that they've been expecting, when it's time for them to have it. And they don't care about none of the rest of it. So your profile is exactly that. It's the TV. Right. How, how important do you think it is for people to be on board with social media? Because I'm sure you have your doctors. I'm sure you have the people that are in industries or, or their employees for a company that they that think might that not need social media. But how important do you think it is for people to be on board with this? I think if you're not playing in social right now in business, especially, you're, you're doing yourself a, a, a great disservice. Because right. the statistics, the statistics and all the numbers and research that I've looked at, Companies now in 2017, excuse me, spend more money on social media ads than they do on TV. Mm, wow. That just happened this year? That that happened actually in 2014. Wow. And it's just growing from there. Yeah, because more and more people are cutting the cord and not even. Yeah, they're seeing it. Because, okay, you now all of this I'm saying, you can go Google it because I've already done the research. So basically, the Secretary of the Department of Defense. 
Everybody know who they are. They don't need advertising, really. Um, but they got a Facebook page. I didn't know that. Yeah. So in their <laughs> Facebook page, they decided that they want to promote it. It's like, hey, you know, I want to, you know, get a social vibe to, you know, a lighter version of the military or whatever. So guess how much money they spent on their Facebook promotion? Just. I mean, I know they have money. So. All right. So they spent in excess of $600,000. Per. On their Facebook page. Mm. $600,000 to let them know that they are what they already are. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point way to put it. So, if the big boys are spending this kind of money, what chance in hell does um, a small entity or a personal personality or a small business um, have? Mm Mm-hmm. When they have so much leveraging the advertising ability. So where I come in is I try to teach them to get the results that they're getting without a fraction of the cost. Because you can't play a dollars game with the Fortune 500. It's just you're not going to win. You're not going to win. But you can still make an impact on social. But back to your question, you have to be playing on social right now. Like they're literally they're spending way more money on social media ads than TV. Mm Mm-hmm. I can relate to that because I'm seeing within my, just from a personal testimony with my agency, I'm the most active guy probably on social media, at least with Allstate. I don't know about State Farm agents Uh or American AmFam, none of them, but I'm pretty active on social media and I'm seeing the the results from that. Me Me and another agent, right? We know the same person. We know the same group of people. We both came from a, from a a bank that we worked at. Uh These people are choosing to do business with me. And it's not because I was a better friend to them or uh-huh. I built a better connection to them in when I was, you know, interacting <laughs> with them. But it's because I'm popping up on their feed. I'm showing Because every time I go on Instagram, I see an ad for Nick's right. It don't matter if it's 1 p.m. or 1 a.m., I'm on your feed. Yeah. And because <laughs> yeah. if I ever think of just the word insurance, yeah. like I think of your, uh-huh. exactly. think of your name. Well, I think we're interested in times where um, we have a shot. If you, if you know what you're doing... And you got a little money to play around with as far as, like, getting some promotion and, and, and taking your time with it. You can actually see a, a great, great uh, ROI on social. Um, I think a lot of people struggle because they don't, know, they don't know what they're doing. And if you don't know what you're doing and you're applying the same effort as somebody that do know what they're doing, they're going to get the results. You're not, but the same effort, the same money, the same everything is spent is just... You went right, they went left, but since you went left, you got to come back to the middle and then go right. Mm-hmm. Like you got to double work, yeah, because um, yeah, you you just don't know the ins and outs. And um, and a lot of these companies, as I was saying, they're not sharing um, with it. I got a friend of mine; she works uh, at Zappos. She works in the social media department, and her job is to work with the higher models, and then style the models according to their latest collection, and then post that for social. Now, one of her co-workers' job, one of his job duties is solely to respond to messages. So, you go in there and say, hey, I like those shoes. You know, those is pretty hot. His job, oh, we have various sizes, various styles on our website. Please check us out. That's a salary. Like, crazy. you got to look at the scope. Right. So, a lot of people, they'll come to social. They'll be like, hey, man, I'm going to just spend an hour a day and I'm going to just kill it for an hour. And then that's good. Because they don't understand the full scope of what's taking place. They think in an hour a day is sufficient. 
You ask me how much time I spend on social, I can't even. I can tell you the amount of time I don't versus I do. Damn. I run, I run straight fifteen hours a day on just Instagram alone, and then doing another lightweight eight hours here and there in between, you know, playing with my kids or uh, taking her to ballet, a little lightweight here and there. But even then, I'm still gaining more content for postings. It's all feeding towards the posting online. You kind of just mix it in. I, you have to mix it in. Yeah. That's the only way you can be e- efficient in it. And then not go out of your way. Because if not, you're going to do your whole schedule of your day and then try to double back. Like, oh, yeah, I need to post. Uh, what am I going to do? And then you're going to be scrambling. Right. And that's the yeah. worst thing you can do is try to scramble. But there's also also showing that human element of it. Like, yeah. this is my life. Exactly. And people stand And there's a lot of that. people that I meet with that they meet me first time in person. And what's refreshing to them is that I am what I say I am on social. Mm. Like, that's the same person they can see. And a lot of times in the a, in a, in a atmosphere of social where everything is fake and everybody's put on a facade, that little authentic perspective is actually appealing. He's lying. He's a completely different, <laughs> he's a completely different person in here in real life. No, I'm just <laughs> that's only on Wednesdays. It's only on Wednesdays. <laughs> um, so I think that's a, that's a perfect element because the amount of people that I've ran across, bro. Because actually, like when you start your social... You, you hear that this is the kind of results you can get, right? But when you first start, you're like, man, I'm only getting like three likes. Uh, I only got like 10 followers. They're like, how do I get like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where everybody's talking about they see these amazing results. It's a long road. But just as a testimony on the other side, bro, it's crazy. The amount of like impact I had on people that have never met me before. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I'll give you a ton of examples. One example. One of my followers came in from Washington State. He's been following me for two years on Instagram, even when I was just 100% fitness. Um, he's graduated from Washington State with an MBA in business, and now he's going into something related to business, something like with Adidas, where he can use the business element and the fitness element all together. So when he came out, he's like, hey, man, I should, you know, we should get up. We should connect together. Now, a lot of people with the type of following I have, they don't like to engage with the little guy. They like to feel like I'm on a pedestal. You down there. Your numbers ain't big enough. Yeah. For me to be there. You, 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 you know the atmosphere. It's kind of like that. And then you, you, to, you, they want to respond back. You can like 15 pictures, leave 10 comments, nothing. Yeah. No kind of engagement. So I do the opposite because I know that's the atmosphere. So I do the opposite. So with this guy, after two years, he was like, all right, I'm coming to Vegas. I'm going to spend a day or so. I want to hook up with you. I was like, all right, cool. No problem. So I went and met him at Bally's, um, at the Starbucks down at Bally's. And this guy, first time meeting in person, I did a video on it. And after two years, and out of all the stuff to do in Vegas, you want to link up with the dude that you follow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, let's think of the psychology of that. Like. Really? The world has changed. I, I, think about it. Let's think about it. Okay, you on Facebook. You see a funny video or some kind of skit or whatever. You're like, oh, yeah, that's funny. You watch two more videos. You're like, oh, yeah, that's funny too. Okay. But if that person comes to you and say, hey, Nick, I'm coming to Vegas. I want to hook, hook up with you. You can be like, uh, yeah, no. Because just because I like some of your stuff, that don't mean I'm going to interrupt my day to come hang out like we buddies. Like, that's the normal perspective. But the way I craft my audience and my community, it feels like they know me, even though they've never really personally met me in yeah. person. And that's an art form you have to kind of learn with the engagement part of it. Yeah. So it's... That's one thing I, I did notice you do really well. You engage with everybody that's... that's I try to, but... It, like, it's time-consuming. 
on the back end of that, bro, it's crazy. Like, I respond to DMs and messages at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. And I got um, this person wanted me and this person wanted me. And then I got um, this person only could do it on Wednesday. And then I got to fit that in between my daughter's ballet practice and then uh, me going to work and to come back. It gets <laughs> bananas. It gets crazy. Because think about it. Like, on my, on my story alone, I see I like stories. And the reason I like stories is because there's different benefits from posting and then stories. Okay. In, in, are you talking about on, in, on, on Instagram. Instagram stories, now, Snapchat? It, now, each each platform requires an entirely different strategy than the other. I can't use my Instagram strategy on Snapchat. It won't work. So, you got to be seasoned pretty much with a marketing strategy on every platform. Individually. Right, individually. Nick's, Nick's a Snapchat veteran. You're a Snapchat veteran. Okay. So, then you know on, face, on Instagram... Excuse me. On Instagram, people use hashtags in order for the categories to search for people to post stuff. Ain't no hashtags on Snapchat. Right. That's what I'm saying. So you can't use that method. You can You got to figure out how to build that up strategically within that setting alone. So that's where it's kind of different. So on a posting, if I do a post, if somebody came liked it today, and then thirty days like it, thirty days later another person liked it. Now I don't know. When this person liked it, but here's the thing: far as my time and engagement, I want to be surgical with it. So I don't have a lot of time. I'm one guy trying to show love to all these thousands of people. It's a full time job, and to do it effectively, you got to make sure it's laser targeted to therefore they get it and get the impression of you supporting. So I don't want to waste time with the guy that came to my post thirty days later. I want to focus on the person that came the first day, and then the next day. So, because you notice some people, that, a thousand people to follow you, you might get only like 200 that actually like it. Mm-hmm. So, out of that 200. Yeah, for like 10, 15. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, so, out of that 200, 100, or whatever that like it, you don't want to waste time with the other 80, 800 because they ain't, they're not showing that they're trying to build a community. You didn't double tap me, man. You don't double I tap me, you, man. You, 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 you don't double tap me. It's disrespectful. That, that post took effort, man. <laughs> How long I took editing that? Man. Like, and then I posted it, and then it disappeared because it was too long, and then I had to, like, scrabble around and figure out what to say again. Yeah. So the reason I like stories is because it's 24 hours. So if I see, still see the same name to come back to my story day in and day out, I go back to that person because it shows you who all it is. I go back to that person, I like four or five more pictures. For every single person. So if I got 500 people to like my story, that's a fucking full-time job to go to every single person. Like a few, like a few, that can consume an hour or two hours right there. You got to hire somebody, man. You got to hire. <laughs> now, now, you, now you're dipping into your profit margin. Now you're digging into your expenses. Um, so I do that not because I enjoy it. I do it because I know that's going to get the most benefit from so people supporting me and me supporting it and creating a community. That's a great tip. And, and not only that, when I, all the people that follow, I think I got 44,000, 40,000-some 40, people following me. Okay. Out of every person that follows me, I send a thank you message. Every single person. I got one last week. You did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, I got a witness. I got a witness. <laughs> so with that, that's. Now I, I I added somebody and I got almost a response immediately. Do, is is it possible that I mean it felt fake? It is if, for for that one for it to be literally add get message. Yeah, that's it's, 
it's for those marketers that season with social media marketing and things like that. Um, it's, it's a constant war between automation and manual. So those people are using manual. A lot of your big celebrity accounts, uh, for particularly in business, they'll use manual. The celebrities, they'll use more. Uh, well, let me change that. The business related people will use the automated. And then the celebrities will have a social media manager they pay so much money for. So it still feels authentic. The problem with using automation is like i seen it on a post i did i, I did a post about the um the whole crisis here recently in las vegas so i'll just let people know hey be careful this is what it is and one of those automated people came on and left a message and saying great post they don't necessarily apply right so the danger of automation is you run a situation I feel like where, calling them out sometimes no right? i did like, i left with my message i was like dude stop using automation yeah. Is, there's nothing yeah. great about this. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It yeah, sucks. There's, there's, so, yeah, there's nothing worse than like posting a video on Instagram and then getting that comment, hey, great picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's a video, dude. What are you doing? So, yeah. It's, it's so <laughs> that's the danger of automation. Yeah. They set it up on triggers based on hashtags or different interests. Or if you like somebody they like, they'll base it up on triggers like that. And once they get that trigger, they'll automatically do these default messages. So... I don't necessarily prefer automation for that particular reason because that will negatively reflect badly on you. So even though you can go back and say, oh, yeah, you know, sorry, whatever, but the damage done, that's the first yeah. impression they got of you. Yeah. So you, you, can't, you can't undo yeah. a first impression, so that's, yeah. that's it. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, what was I, I was going to ask a question in regards to that. Um, so what you're saying is, I mean, especially if you're from the moving, trying to grow from the ground up, that mm -hmm. it takes a fuck ton of work. Like there's no way around <laughs> there's that. There's no way. Uh, engaging with all your followers. It's um, no way around that. And then it, there's just there's a cheat way, but the cheat way isn't going to give you results. Yeah. Okay. So let me let me see. Let me just ask you: How many times have you seen this one example I'm about to give? How many times have you went to my profile? that got a hundred thousand people following. You go to their last post, it got two hundred likes. It happens, right? Yeah, you notice that. That looks very bad. Yeah. That's the fake way. Or the people with 10,000 followers and 15 pictures. And 15 pictures. Also looks bad. It's like, come on, bro. And then what I'll do is I go investigate. Since I'm in this atmosphere, I like to go investigate just, just to test my theory. So I'll go back to their first post. Very first post. And then it had like 1,000 likes. I was like, come on. First, first. Yeah, your very first one. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. I... I, I I, you know, I don't know if you investigated us and all all, seven, <laughs> all 1,700 of our organic followers. <laughs> he said, I'm real out here. I'm real out here. Like, we, we refuse to go that route. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, I, I've, I've paid attention to a few other brands, um, even some of them being local. Yeah. And they have these spikes in followers. Granted, the engagement's there, so it looks yeah. real. It looks real. It's ways you can get it. Okay. So let me give you the skinny of how this works, um, because you got to run a gamut in between um, the extremely fake and the extremely real. And the reason I say that is because if I was doing a situation where follow for follow, like for like, support for support system for us, the community I'm building. OK, that makes sense. But you're going to run a cap at seventy five hundred because Instagram caps you the amount of people you can follow. At 7,500. Unlimited people can follow you. You can only follow 7,500. So if you understand from the beginning that the system isn't created equal, then 
that's where strategy comes in. Because I started that way. If I put out good stuff I like, uh, um, they'll come and uh, I just support everybody supporting me. And once I got to that cap, that was it. And that's why you go to some people's profile, it'll say, don't follow me to unfollow me. Or I got the unfollow app. It's because people will get to that threshold and start dropping people off to try to get the people that's following them above that number. So even if you was going 100% authentic, you're going to run into these kind of obstacles. And I've run into so many issues with Instagram, Facebook, their security protocols. It's unreal. Like, you don't really notice this until you start doing a lot of activity and start getting a lot of numbers. I go to war with these guys all the time. Like, I'll, like, since I got so many people on timeline, I try to show as many people love as possible in the quickest amount of time. I'm not trying to spend my whole day doing this. So, I go down. Pretty much, if you posted it, I like it. Because the psychology is, if I wait to say something that I authentically have a strong opinion about somebody posting, I might have to scroll two or three times before I like one picture. That doesn't really add to the standard of engagement that you're trying to get. So what's more important, setting a tone for engagement or your personal preference? So you have to think of that. So if they put it up, if not, I mean, if it's not obscene, it's not crazy, no off the wall stuff, then I like it. I don't care if they at McDonald's or Wendy's flipping over a hamburger. I don't like it because Mm -hmm. the way the psychology is, if they posted it, they feel some kind of significance about it. Right. And the objective is to show them support. For they can show me support for we can continue building the community together. So I'll go down the timeline. I like everything. I like everything. I might go to their page. I couple more pictures. Come back out. We'll keep going. Now, Instagram says, boop, hey, you misusing this feature. You're banned for a day. Yeah, man, Facebook video. Facebook hates me. They don't let me post hey, no do videos, man. Facebook do the same thing. <laughs> I've been banned from Facebook for almost a week. <laughs> like it was, I, I'm like, dude, I'm not spam. Like yeah. I'm actually doing this. Like right, right. I'm just this active. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I but they don't care. Hours. Like they lump you in with all the spam people. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so even if you're trying to be uh, authentic and show support, you got. The, if you like too many people in a certain amount of time, you get banned for 24 hours on Instagram. Same if you like too many people, in the, uh, follow pe- too many people in a short amount of time, same amount of thing. If uh, I comment too many times, same thing. If I use the same comment, and if I don't change up some of the words, same thing. Like, And they cap you at 7,500, so you got to consider... I didn't know any of this. Man, and this hey, is listen, what I listen, share with people. Listen, if you ain't getting banned, you ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the moral of this story. Like, <laughs> be, be so active that Instagram bans you. Yeah, I feel so insignificant right now. <laughs> like, your biggest hater should be yeah. Facebook and Instagram. Pretty much, yeah. That should be the biggest haters. Um, so, with that, you got to understand. Keeping it real and keeping it authentic, you got to make sure you're crafting your perspective. Because when you know all the rules of the game, you can craft an effective strategy to navigate around it to get the most benefit. However, like if you was going by the example I was giving before with just an hour a day, just willy-nilly, yeah. and you're wondering why you're not getting results because all these different intricacies are involved, wow. but you're not privy to it. <clears throat> and nobody's sharing 
Yeah. Like, I have people that do what I do. Actually, I had a girl I met with. Um, she's a yoga trainer. And she was a recommendation from another person I met with, um, WBKE, uh, Internet Radio Station here, off of... Um, yeah. Uh, by UNLV campus, they got a large um, compound over there. So I met with the owners and I met with the director of um, on air operations, Ecrease. So she was a recommendation from her on what I can do because this yoga teacher was considering going with a brand of uh, social media marketers out of California. And her friend was like, no, 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 no. Those guys talk to this guy. Since I know there's a lot of people in this field where they'll try to take the fake approach. They'll be like, hey, I can guarantee you 200 followers this week. You know, come deal with us, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you don't know if they fake or real, whatever. Or you get these people making a lot of claims on what they can do, but you look at their profile, it's like, dude, how are you going to sell me that, like, you can give me a popular profile and I'm looking at your profile and it's just like high-end pictures with very little interaction or engagement. You're like, okay, I'm not convinced here. So since I know that's some of the atmosphere or some of these people, um, they'll give you a little bit of truth that you can go with and then upsell you to an ebook or upsell you to a seminar. And since I know that's the atmosphere, what I do is I have consultation meetings for free. I don't even charge them. And the reason why, because I have meetings with people and they were like, dude, you should be charging for this. Like the information you're giving, you should be charging. Because the way I see it is just saying I'm popular online does not constitute me being knowledgeable about this. And since if I come to you and say, hey, Nick, it's um, it's $250 for my consultation meeting. It might, it might take you a month to come back to say, I don't know. It might take you never to say, I can't justify that. Like you haven't heard the information to yeah. warrant if yeah. that's even legitimate for that amount of money. I mean, I couldn't waste your time for an hour. Yeah. And then you'd be like, oh, that's 250. You'd be like, get out of here. So since I know the the transition of how people look at it and trying to judge the, the value of it, and a lot of people are taking fake methods with it, I meet with them for free because I know in that one meeting, they're going to get a lot of value that they don't have to buy ebook for that they can use right now. Because I'll go and I'll open up their Instagram and go through their numbers and do step by step on how to track their progress and get use methods to get ahead with their strategy. Because my thing is, if I tell you this information, you might have questions later, come back to me or whatever. But the fact is, the word of mouth alone, since I'm going to give you something legitimate and solid, tangible, yeah. It's, it's worth more than any consultation. It's just you, flat out. Well, you're running out there throwing jabs, you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> adding value. Adding, adding value. value. I mean, it has to come back. I mean, yeah. if you if you real with it. Now, here's the thing. On the flip side of that, if I come waste people's time for an hour, the word of mouth is going to be like, man, this guy was fucking garbage. He yeah. just wasted my time for an hour. I mean, I mean, I had other stuff to do. This guy pretending like, like, that's what I'm saying. So you can't take that strategy if you're not authentic with it. I have some. Uh, I have, what are we at in time? Thirty-five minutes. Thirty-five. I have some questions I want to ask. Uh, <laughs> my, my first question is: since we're we're in that subject already, what we, I'm sure we have some followers, some people that listen to our podcast or just you know follow our brand that want to know how to start. Okay. You know, what's your advice to them? Just getting started. I just mean, because obviously it's obvious that there's a, it's, there's there's a whole strategy behind it. Correct. But how does one get started? Somebody wants to start a lawnmower business. Somebody wants to sell, um, you know, car insurance. Pr- car insurance. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> wants to promote their their yoga studio. Like, what is the first thing that people need to do? 
Um, the first thing to do, it, it depends on what platform, which the starting part is pretty much no matter where you go. So you're going to have to figure out what you want to say, what subject matter you want to apply on. I would, I would not just limit yourself to one different niche. Like some people, they'll do only fitness and their whole community is based off of that. So if they start talking about politics, they're losing people. Because they, they pigeonhole themselves. Joe Donnelly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you pigeonhole themselves into one particular niche. So what I would recommend from the beginning is create two or three different niches that you can talk about. It may be related, whatever, but have it authentically you. So if you like fashion and you like fitness and you like ambition about bettering yourself, I will use those three niches. And then with those three niches, you have a wealth of different possibilities of content you can put under it. And it gives you enough room to diversify the content and not be the same. What I notice about fitness pages is today might be leg day, tomorrow might be arm day. But if you look at it, every video is in the gym. In fitness is bigger than the gym. So just in that instance, they're not thinking outside of the box. And I can see why some people will get that lumped in because the objective is to stick out. And the only only way you can authentically stick out is being you. Authentically you. Because there can't nobody be you but you. And if you learn how to master that, you in your own lane by default. So it's figuring out your voice and then figuring out how to put that voice into content. And then learn how to be active with that content. Because a lot of people struggle after they find out what to say. They struggle with, how do I keep finding stuff to say? How do I keep doing a lot of different videos? Because, I mean, you got to keep banging it out, banging it out. Like, you're good as your last post. So, that being said is, you got to learn how to execute at a high level with the most amount of quality with your unique content. So you got to figure out how to make that content and then figure out how do I continue doing this day in and day out. Yeah, see, he drops keys there. He's dropping keys on the mic. Too. <laughs> <laughs> the keys on the mic. <laughs> make your key. Oh, my keys so, couldn't even take it. There. So <laughs> I was, oh my God. I would, I would stay there. I would stay there just to keep it simple. Figuring out your voice, create a couple of different niches, let those audience know what your niches is in your bio, and then figure out how to mass produce what that voice is to you and make it authentic to you. Mm-hmm. Like I had one post, it was crazy. Like some people, they'll just like, they don't comment. Some people don't comment, they don't like. You gotta realize you're dealing with people. So their behavior is varied. So I have a lot of people, they barely comment on anything. But it was a recent time I was supposed to do a, a presentation for the WBKE radio station to teach their personalities about how to better market on social media. But I ended up becoming uh, hospitalized. I just woke up with a headache. And yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was it. So with that, I didn't feel like doing anything social. I was like, yeah, they, these guys coming in, prying, poking, and poking all day. I don't, social is the last, that's the last, the last thing, thing I'm thinking yeah. about. So uh, towards the end, when I got some strength up, I was like, okay, I need to document this. So what I did is I shot the video and... I didn't. I didn't make it ritzy. I didn't make it over the top. I didn't do big butt. I didn't do any of that. I showed me in the hospital. You sounded miserable. I saw that video. Did you see the video? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you, you, I'm walking through, and they can see all the tubes, and they can see my name actually on the meter. So it looks like it feels like a movie, and then it's like they're personally invested into what's happening. But the kicker is. It's, it's entertaining, it feels like a movie, but at the same time, 
it's real. I, this guy checked in an actual hospital. Like this actually happened. So bringing that element of um, realism into your personal world makes all the difference. On that video, if you looked at the comments and you scroll down the comments, I think I got like 140 comments on that. And with that, um, people are not leaving uh, good posts. They're not leaving, hey, that was awesome. They're leaving like, I hope you feel better. Hey, take care of yourself. Like, these, they're actually concerned, like, right. what's going on? And that is the sign of building on a community versus just likes and follows. Yeah. So I think creating those elements of your real life and figuring out a way to present that that's interesting to people is going to get you a lot further, and it's going to be less work. Just being being a real right. Person. It's been a real person. So I, I I mean I did the music and I did the transitions and all that, but I didn't have to stage any of that stuff. It's all real. So it makes it a lot easier when you don't have to stage it because all you're doing is documenting. It's just so funny because social media. I think we, we as human and people we complicate it when indeed it's actually pretty simple. Yeah, it's like it's. Like back in the in the day, there was like little small villages, and you know, and the more interaction that you had on that, like it's just on a way larger scale, like yeah. it's on an international scale. But the the OG traditional ways of relationship building haven't changed. Yeah, like yeah, it's it's the same. So um, the example I gave to a lot of different other people that um, that I've met with is it's no way for a person to. Check in with you. Suppose the person starts following you today. And then they'll say, okay, oh, this Nick guy. Okay, he got a couple good videos. Okay, whatever. He come back two weeks later. Ah, oh, man, okay, I like another video. Okay, he's doing his thing. And then they seeing you uh, going to grandmama's 100th birthday. They see you going on, taking the kids to daycare. They see you um, uh, anniversary with the wife. They seeing all these personal moments. And then they keep coming back. The psychology is a person cannot keep seeing these personal moments and come back to view you and not be invested into you. So that that investment into you builds over time. Because if I see all these personal moments, after a while, just like in real life, if I just meet you today, it's a slight report. But if we know each other a, week, a year, two years, and we had vacations together and stuff like that, the record, rapport becomes stronger, and now the connection becomes stronger, and what that person can engage with you in becomes stronger as well. So now, after they come back and see all these different things, they want you to do better. Just like a person in real life, they want you to do it. Your real friends, they want you to do it. You're embarking on this new venture. All of your friends... In person and online, like, go for it. You got it. Same thing on social. Mm -hmm. You're building a community to a point that they want you to do better. We've run into those, especially with Tim and his uh, his personal training, uh, John, his personal training business and his powerlifting journey. People see him, and the first thing they say is, I see you, man. Like, like dude, you're buff. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what you been up to? Like, I got to get a training session. And it's yeah, one of the first things that they say. want to talk to me about is lifting weights. <laughs> lifting weights. So, wow. Okay, quick question. Uh, Miller, what question do you have? Um, Marcus, the one thing I wanted to ask, because we've struggled with this as ourselves, building our Instagram, is you've got the 40,000-plus followers. Yeah. What's the biggest key 
you think for yourself in building that Instagram following? Um, the biggest thing for me is uh, consistency is a big part of it. I mean, it's knowing all the rules and tricks of the trade, but even if you have, when you have all the tools, it's just really about banging it out, like really, really banging it out. But at the same time, like you already, you guys are already well rooted in um, in person with your fitness business, and a lot of people know you from the Allstate and the fitness. Right. So I would build on that on top of your online because that's going to create your in word of mouth on top of yeah. uh, your online. I will work it together. Um, but strategically online, I got to give you guys the tools. Like you can't just break through just consistency alone is not going to get it. Knowing all the rules without the consistency is not going to get it. Like I got to give you the inside really tricks of the trade because if not, you're going to spin your wheels and you're not going to get the results you're looking for. It's a reason why the same people get in the top section every single fucking time. It's not a coincidence. The trending. The, the trending the, not even the trending, but top post. Like if I use a, hat, a, a, a category, suppose I use gym flow. You got the top post and then at the bottom you got most recent. If you ain't got a lot of engagement, you're in the most recent. You, but you notice the people in the top post, they're up there every fucking time. Yeah. It's not a coincidence. They're using certain strategy to make themselves up there. And they're not sharing. But I can tell you what it is. So on top of that effort, knowing these ins and outs, you can get there. I got a guy that, did, uh, that I met with, uh, Prince. Prince is who I met with. And um, he he was popular. He had online followings and artists. And with that, he was like, hey, man, I want to get in the top post. Because we, we did a video together, and then it got to the pop, top post. Every hashtag I did, it was in the top post. He was like, man, that's awesome. That's amazing. How do you do that? So I explained the technique on how to do that. Now he texts me like, hey, bro, my post is right beside yours. <laughs> it's like, it's right beside yours. <laughs> and But that's awesome because that means he's applying it. I can give it to him, but if he's not applying it, it'll make a difference. But once you apply it and start figuring out what's really happening versus what you're actually seeing, now you can actually start making some real moves. That makes sense. So, um... What I do is, I'll, I'll go to this when, we, when we're off air because I'll, I'll walk you through on Instagram what it is. So, any other, any other questions you have for me, sir? Wow. One more question. I mean, which, which platforms are your favorites? Um, like, and I guess it depends. I mean, certain, certain, I know for me and what I've experienced, uh, Snapchat serves a completely different purpose for yeah. me than Facebook. But what, what would you say your favorite platforms are? Um, my favorite platform right now is uh I like Instagram, um, and that's mostly because my my work is paying off. <laughs> you know, I've already got the ball moving, so it's it's easier for me to keep it going versus building from scratch. You know, it's it's an entirely different atmosphere building from scratch. But um, I like Instagram because the popularity of Instagram right now is reaching the uh, more college level and fresh out of high school uh, demographics than um, than Facebook. Um, Facebook popularity wise with the younger demo um, is is kind of diminished and everybody's jumping over to Instagram for all the parents are on right, Facebook right so um, with that it's just easier and plus the, the, the advertising strategies are more effective on Instagram due to Facebook with the 3 to 5 percent rule or pages and stuff like that and that's the first place that, that um, uh, social media ads started so it's the highest inflated as far as cost per click 
So I don't play there. And plus it's merging now to a forest popularity. It's still up there, but forest popularity with the new demo. I like Instagram, Snapchat as well. I'm still trying to get a hold of that. It's, it's a it's a it's a monster in itself. Um, musically, it's coming on the scene pretty hard. A lot of uh, cats are on that heavy. So my objective is to build an audience there before it really takes off. Musically, musically, are you familiar with it? Mm, no, but I know Gary V talks about it a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's the guy. Um, yeah, musically, um, I created an account. I think I'm at like six thousand um, followers on there. Um, Musically, it's pretty much taking um, a video and um, incorporating lip singing. Um, but with the lip singing, you can create um, different effects in there where it slows down the video while, while lip singing it. And then you can speed it up in certain parts. But the end result of it is a, is a very cool, like fast to slow transition while you're doing it. And it creates a, a nice little end product. Um, with it and it's become very very popular um so i would i would definitely look into it um but it takes a little while to get a hold of you know how that works because yeah. some of these kids are like super advanced with it bro yeah. like these yeah. guys they're doing a slow fast. i don't know if i want to compete with them oh man you, you, you can't out social one of these kids man you can't, you can't, can't outdo a 16 year old oh, musically yeah. oh so like if you see like some of their like their transitions, they're not just doing transition to one places. Like they're putting a hat on here in this location, and then next they taking it off, but they're in the beach. Yeah. So they're like using locations yeah. to finish the transition of whatever movement they're doing. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whole new level, whole new level. <laughs> whole new level. You just got to get your kids on board. With yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so with that, musically is taking off. Um, if you're in fitness. Um, a big, big um, platform is Body Space. You need to be playing on Body Space all day long. I've never even heard of that one. You heard of it? Yeah, it's uh, bodybuilding.com. Bodybuilding.com. Yeah. That's so, their app? Yeah. yeah so bodybuilding.com took their already existing community and dropped it into a social media site. They did zero advertising. This is why even people in the industry don't know too much about it. Um, it's been operational about six years or so. Um, but it's already has like five million active users. It's 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 getting up there. So if you can jump on that before they sell out to another major player or whatever, right, right. you would be in the top ranking. That's what YouTube is. I mean, how many people on YouTube you know that became um a PewDiePie Yeah. Yeah. Right that, now. Not that many. No. Not that many. Because yeah. those guys got in when it was when it wasn't yeah, as it is yeah, it built nothing. up, yeah. and now as it grows, they grow, and they're at the top of the food chain. Mm-hmm. So if you can ride away from the top, you sold, you win it, you can control all the influence. But building up after it's already popular, and that's what Facebook is. People are trying to build up after it's already popular, and the cost to try to build up and market is so high. It's, it's the the barrier is is a lot tougher. So um, buy what, space. What about YouTube. YouTube, I are, are, do you do too much? I, I, I have a YouTube, um, and I was doing it for the fitness for the MDM fitness, and it was called the evolution of MDM fitness. Um, I was doing it heavy, but I discovered the same same situation where you need the communities to build into it. If you if you watch if they watch your video, the expectation is you watching their video. So now it's a system where you spend all the time. Making videos and watching other people's videos, interacting with them, therefore they can continue rocking with you, and it becomes more labor and time consuming. I, I got a question for you: Is if you're gonna half-ass a YouTube 
or any of these platforms. Quit. Stop. Don't even do that platform. Like that's the reason why I got. I mean, I got a YouTube. I got a Body Space. I got six thousand followers. I got a Snapchat. I'm at six thousand. Um, my Facebook page is like I think twenty eight hundred likes on it. I got. 30,000 views on some of them and I got a Musical.ly and I got an Instagram I have a lot of different platforms but I had to look at my strategy to figure out what's going on because you're only one person and like like we talked about they got whole departments dedicated to this so since you're one person you're trying to get the best benefit out of your efforts you can't do a little here or do a little there because after you post it you have to engage with that community in order to get the best benefit from it so I don't even post on Instagram. Well, I post on Instagram, but I don't post on Snapchat. Well, I do a little Snapchat. YouTube, Musical.ly, Facebook, I I merged them out of the equation. Um, I'll come back to them, but how I see it is I'd rather go 110 with one than 20%, 30%, whatever, because with those kind of effort, you're not going to get the kind of... Return you're looking for. Pick up multiple so, rocks. Up right. The hill. So before I was split it up, I was split up. But before I I narrowed in just on Instagram, I didn't have time to meet with people. I didn't have time to you know connect with people because outside of everything else I'm doing and my social media and being active on that with all these different channels, I didn't have any other time. But when I zeroed in on Instagram and then started reaching out to people. That's when it started actually making an impact yeah. because people can actually see in person, like, hey, man, this guy is a real person. Like, he's, you DM he, him, he's there. Like, and that holds more weight. But if I, if I didn't set myself up for that, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, you got any? No, I think that's, that's a good place to end it. Yeah, we we man, <laughs> I I've taken so much value from this. Um, I, I just have one more question um, because I'm, I'm over here thinking like, do we split this into two? Nick, Nick Nick came here to just like pick your brain. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. Like, like, do we split this uh, podcast into two? Like, might. we might even have yeah. to because I don't think we've gone past uh, an hour on any of our pod. We've gotten like fifty eight, fifty nine. But um, here's my final question, and this is just geared towards you uh, yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, where do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself going with, with this in, in five to ten years? Because I see a little bit of a few different, you know, people that I look up to um, um, inside of you. Like, I see, like, little bits and pieces of uh, E.T., Eric Thomas, little yeah. bits and pieces of Gary Vee. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. I'm just curious on where you see yourself going with everything. Um, it's, it's, it's weird. I can go a hundred different ways. It depends on how the doors open and how they unfold. Um, I can use the brand strategy route. To not only build my brand, but also help others with uh, the businesses and stuff like that. Start at the local level so I can become an influence monetarily that way. And then parlay that once I get business connections. Because just saying you're popular online does not mean you have business ties or business credibility. So if you haven't established those, you go to a Fortune 500 company and say, hey, I want to do a speech about social media. Just saying you're popular online isn't going to seal that deal. Right, right. So you have to establish those channels. So as Gary V say, use your influence and in biz def, develop it all the way there. And that's what I've been doing. Like um, I'm working with um, um, a company called Snap. I don't know if you've seen that. Mm-hmm. So this company reached out to me on social. Like they understand every person that you see on my profile that I'm in a video with. 
I never met that person before that video. None of them. Us included. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like every single person is from communicating online. So that being said is this person reached out to me, the CEO reached out to me because at first he came to me, he was like, hey, you do influencer work? And I was like, not really because that's a short-term method that diminishes my brand. Since I'm concerned about building a brand, not just turn over a couple bucks to the, to the highest bidder because after a while, come to your page and today you're selling Herbalife, tomorrow you're selling tea, the next day you're selling dumbbells. Like It starts feeling like a commercial. Yeah. It don't start feeling like I can get anything authentic from you. It's just like you plugging stuff all day long. Don't and nothing but right hooks. Right, and right hooks. You, you tune out. So that being said is I don't take that route because I know, A, everybody is doing it, and B, it does not help me build a brand. And since my my life situation is set up with what I'm already currently doing, that financially, I don't have to jump there right away. I ain't got to jump into a brick and mortar right away. I ain't got to jump into, hey, sell, 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 sell. Because if I set my structure up like that and I got overhead like this, I have no choice but to just go sell, sell, sell even though it diminishes my quality. So I'm taking a slow approach now and then build up when I've already established my brand because A, the value would be that much higher and plus I would be able to do it the right way and get the longevity out of it like Gary Vee is saying versus just trying to, you know, right hook all day long and, you know, you feel like this guy's selling seminars 24 hours a day, you know. Like he was saying, the wonderful point that Gary Vee said, he was like, I'm not the only one selling. I'm not. He's not even selling. But he said, "You see these people selling packages of seminars and how do you Snapchat and how do you Snapchat and and ebooks and stuff like that and selling courses, but they're not on the cover of Forbes. They're not, you know, running Fortune 500 companies. They're not doing that. And the single way that happens is brand. So I'm taking a page out of his book." And taking the time, effort to be cautious about building that brand. And that's why I do stuff like this. Because if I'm sitting on the phone to you and say, hey, Nick, you know, this is what I can do, blah, 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 and it'll be $250 for me to come see you, that's not going to help me build that brand. But I'd rather take that L on that consulting fee and build a rapport. Therefore, if anybody comes to you like, hey, Nick, I seen you in the video with that Marcus guy. How is he? Exactly what you say on the video would be exactly what they say in person. Because these are not paid actors. These are people local. I put their hashtag. You can see them. And their friends see who it is. And I see people around town all the time. So if you run up on that person, any person in the video, they will tell you the exact same thing. You can go talk to Nick Lewis. He will tell you the exact same thing. Ace Billions, Tizzy, the exact same thing. That kind of credibility is what brands are made on. Yeah. And you can't do that nickel and diamond selling, selling, selling. So I see it going the consulting for business route. I see it going the pay for speeches route. I see that building into me making, uh, I got invention ideas. I got a bunch of different stuff I can I can tie this into. But all of it ties around having a strong community and foundation around you and building from there. I love that. That sounds very similar to how we're, we're structuring and building barbells and briefcases. Definitely. Uh, Marcus, we just want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and talk to us. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Marcus at work. 
There you go. And you can follow us on, at Barbells and Briefcases. I am John Will Miller on Instagram. Nikki? Nick Exclusive. All right. That's, that'll Thank wrap you it guys up. for tuning in. We hope you got some value.